Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Love Rules. Today's message, the power of your testimony. And our text is from the 28th chapter of Matthew. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, this is verse 16, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Today I thought I'd explore the notion of discipling, the Great Commission, go and make disciples. While most Christians agree we all have the responsibility to disciple, there are many different opinions on what that means. The Greek word for disciple, mathetes, refers to any student or apprentice. So we are all learners. Now, there's all kinds of definitions, including evangelizing. Some people say that's discipling, teaching people just who Jesus is, supporting new church members, helping people understand the dynamics of spiritual growth. At Roxbury Presbyterian Church, we talk about discipling in the context of walking with new members, new Christians. We don't want anyone to feel they're on this journey alone. But here's my theory. Regardless of how you define the specifics of discipling, the world needs to know Jesus. Our job then as Christians in a variety of ways is to show Jesus Christ. Now, that can be a structured program in your church. That can be the way you interact with your neighbors. That can be the way you minister in your community and the world. But in whatever way you look at discipling, in whatever way you choose to define it, here's what you need to remember. Tell your story. There is power in your story. Now, that's not the whole of discipling, but that is very, very, very effective tool. My earliest introduction to Jesus goes back to Sunday school class way back in the 50s at the First Congregational Church in Little Rock, Arkansas. Mrs. Alice Lupo was my Sunday school teacher, and she told this story of Jesus calling little children to him, and she said he carried with him a knapsack of Jackson cookies and Kool-Aid. Now, how she said that and why she said that, it doesn't matter to me, but that stayed in my mind all these many years that Jesus loved children and he gave us cookies. <laughs> that story comforts me, and ultimately that story was instrumental in my answering God's call. You see, stories have enormous power. They hold our attention, they can motivate and excite us, they help us remember, they stir the heart. I'm not suggesting that our main objective is to dummy down our faith or the gospel, and I'm not implying that God's ultimate plot is simple. We know there is a mystery of God. His offer of salvation has been hidden and destined for our glory before 
time began. But in the midst of the mystery, in the midst of all the critical things we need to know about our salvation, justification, sanctification, regeneration, I would argue with the Apostle Paul that we must be careful, especially in discipling, that minds are not led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. And so that's why stories are so good. And it could be a story from the gospel that you are telling a child, or it could be your own story about your life. But it's important because it helps people better understand what Jesus does. Jesus was a master storyteller. He talked most often in simple terms about lost coins and sheep and flowers and birds on the kind of things that everyday people could understand and relate to. Even his parables with secret meanings were used to burrow truth into folks' souls. A good story can muscle through the hardest shield and take root in the heart. So Mrs. Lupo was a genius because she muscled through my heart as a child and introduced me to Jesus in a way that I could understand, taste and see that the Lord is good. I often speak of God in the context of grace. That is my story. God's unearned favor, giving me what I did not deserve, is the only way to explain all of the good turns, the good outcomes, the surprises in my life. Maybe grace is your story. Maybe healing is your story. There could be a dozen different themes that can explain how God has guided your journey. We serve a God who is sovereign, the Alpha and the Omega, a God who knows us before we know God, a God for whom there are no surprises, who knows your story from the beginning to the end. And the more confident we are in this God, the more excited we will be to tell our story, and to explain how it fits into God's story. In discipling, never forget, this is all about God. You need to tell your story. I am so thankful you've joined us today. Remember, Love Rules is totally listener-supported. Won't you make a donation right now to keep this program on the air? Log on to RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org and click on Giving. That's RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org. Click on Giving. Thank you. God bless you. Our faith is not based on God's promises as much as our faith is based on who God is. You see, you got to have faith in the one who makes the promises, the one who shows us the grace, the patience, the wisdom, the love. I think if we all focused on who God is in our lives through his character and his person, his attributes, his faithfulness, his perfection, his holiness, then I think people would understand this faith journey a lot more. Our confidence and boldness comes in with God, not with us but with God. Tell somebody your story. That does not mean your story will be struggle-free. Christians sometimes want to tell that one dramatic point that changed everything. But you know what? I like to tell my story, including my struggles. I remember when I was unwed and pregnant. That's a huge part of my testimony. That pregnancy was a very lonely time for me. You see, struggle is a part of faith. 
spiritual growth is gradual sometimes. So when I tell my story, I don't want to ignore the stumbles and falls that I made because I can always tell how God picked me back up again. God uses all the moments of your life to get you where God wants you to go. So part of your story may even be that you walked away from your faith for a while. That's all right, too. Struggle, temptation, even failure can be a part of the story that has somebody else turning toward God. The Apostle Paul said, if I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness, because when I am weak, God is strong. So I don't want you to hold back when you kind of work on your story that you want to tell and discipling somebody else. Tell them the truth. The truth counts. I always talk about Sudan. I am sure that when you listen to my sermons, you say, here she goes with Sudan again. But Sudan is a big part of the transformation of my life. And so that's my story. And I have to show you how God changed me in so many ways. And one of the things I learned from that 11-year period in Sudan is that when you tell a story, you need to be open with that story and generous in spirit. That's what I found from the Dinkas of Sudan. They were generous. They're storytellers. They tell stories with dance. They tell stories by singing. But their stories and their lives are open books. And so you can learn about people through their stories. When you frame your story, remember hospitality counts, love counts. The love God has shown to you and the love you express to the one you're discipling. No matter how you choose to disciple, it must be wrapped up in God. It must be God's love and God's grace that finds people where they are, but it never leaves them there. We sometimes forget that. We can get so caught up in teaching and and making sure that people understand doctrine and making sure that people are walking the right way. But you know what the biggest job is, I think, in discipling someone? And I know there'll be a lot of people who will disagree with me, but I think our biggest job is to show God's love. You see, if we show God's love, God will produce the fruit. God does the redeeming, and God is in charge of salvation. Tell your story. Tell your story. Be God's grace in the world. Be God's love in the world. Grace is what really separates us from the rest of the world. Preacher, author Gordon McDonald once wrote, you don't have to be a Christian to build houses or feed the hungry or even entertain people or, or educate people. The only thing that the world cannot do that we can do as Christians is offer grace. And so as we disciple and evangelize, we must show grace. And I don't just mean forgiveness because it's God's to forgive, but we can just give some, something a little extra to the person we're trying to help. The greatest risk of telling your story is also the greatest reward, that through God's grace and God's love and God's power, someone will be changed. Someone will turn to Jesus. So remember, your story is important. Whether you ever went out of this country, no matter what you've done, if you love the Lord, if you've been blessed, if you've been delivered, if you've been healed in any way, somebody can benefit 
from your story. Thanks for joining me. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, roxburypresbyterianchurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. Love will reign if you let love